ready for the 2-2 to Woodson, and here it comes, and it is swung out and missed, and Tom Browning has missed a perfect game. Welcome back. That was a big one. That was good. I, I went in and out. Like, I kind of, it was good. I think it was good. So, yeah, welcome back. Hey, what's going on, man? Round two, over the phone. Yeah. There was a scare uh, that maybe the other one had the flu, and so I just didn't want to get you sick. I appreciate it, man. I do what I can. Well, we thank you for uh, for coming back to listen to Part and Punctuation. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad the kids aren't sick. We're crossing the fingers. We're, getting, we're crossing the fingers because I have tickets for Friday. Hope, hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous you got tickets. You should be jealous. You should be. Matter of fact, should we just jump into some uh, jump into some Bearcats? Let's talk UC basketball. Point one seconds left. Cincinnati inbounds the ball. The buzzer sounds. Make room for another trophy in Clifton as the Bearcats are American Conference Tournament champions again. They stun the 31-2 Houston Cougars 69-57. How good was that game? Um, wasn't this supposed to be a rebuilding year? It was supposed to be a rebuilding year, and uh, apparently nobody told the players. Whoopsies. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Forgot to tell them. So, putting yourself in Houston's shoes, would you rather be the regular season champions or the tournament champions? Tournament champions. I mean, there's so much more excitement around tournament championship. I get more excited for tournament championship. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have both, personally, but well, we I'm, came up a little short for the regular season. Beggars we came back with. I was just going to say, we came back with a vengeance against them. We sure did. In the turn. It was a great game. There was three great games. Uh, the first game, what was that, Friday night, right? The first game, Friday night, we saw the Jaron Cumberland of normal. Um, and then he kind of went Correct. away again on Saturday night. And then Sunday he came out with a fist of fury. It was amazing. So we beat, we did beat SMU 82 to 74. And then we beat Wichita state 66, 63. And then we went on to beat Houston to your, what you already said, 69, 57. Um, uh, was named the tournament's most outstanding player as he averaged 23.3 points per game in the three games that we played and 9.1 rebounds. Um, nope, got that wrong. Uh, six rebounds um, and 4.1 assists. And Trey Scott was named to the All-AAC Tournament team. He was the one with 9.1 rebounds um, and also 13.6 points per game. For the tournament or was that for the year? That was for the tournament. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, we didn't have anybody on the All-AAC um, teams outside of Jaron on the first team is unanimous. We talked about that last week. Um, we, no we did respect. finish the season though at number 22, uh, ranked in the final AP poll. Um, finished 28 and six in a rebuilding year, 14 and four in conference. Um, I mean, 
we kind of get to step back and assess the season now before we get into the uh, the big dance. What did you think of this year's team? They're fun. I mean, we said at the beginning of the year they're going to be a fun team. We didn't expect them to win as much as they did, but we did say they would be right. a fun team to watch. I think it was uh, uh, Justin who told us that. He said, you know, don't expect them to win much, but expect to have some fun. And uh, he was he was he was right on the second one. We got to do both. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. And it was um, uh, it made it was, for it was a super entertaining year. It was really cool to see. Um, as my first full season as a as a ticket holder, um, you know, you just feel that much more invested in the program itself and the season itself and the team itself. Um, and it was really cool to see, you know, some of these fringe players from last year um, really kind of mature and coming into their own when you're looking at, God, we couldn't have won the tournament or even some of the late games in the season without Nicier Brooks. No, we uh, Coming in with... I mean, his defense, um, he's hes kind of like, I don't want to call him the heart and soul of the team, like the heartbeat of the team, but I feel like when Jaron's not scoring, he is. Yeah, I like, mean, he's not afraid to back people down and kind of do some of those things. I mean, for example, Nasir Brooks against Wichita had seven offensive rebounds and two defensive rebounds and scored 13 points. I mean, that was a huge help in that second game, especially since, like I said, Jaron wasn't playing as big as he did in game one and game three. Jaron only had 11 points in in game two. So Nasir Brooks and Trey Scott stepped up big time in in that second game. And I think Trey Scott has just, in the last, I don't know, He's a leader. He's he's becoming a leader. Isn't like, he, though? not afraid to take ownership of a loss and go out there and work his ass off for the win. I feel like it's going to be uh, kind of the – the um, like we had it with Jacob Evans and uh, and Gary Clark. I think next year it's going right. to be the same way with um, Car- Cumberland and Jaren. Trey Scott. Yep. Um, and then we got to see, you know – Kind of uh, our, we got only a couple games now left with, you know, Justin and Kane, and they came out and did some things in this tournament, um, hit some big shots, and you know, uh, I think it in I want to say it was the Wichita game, Justin had uh, Justin Jennifer had like 17 points. That was actually the SMU game. He had 17 points. SMU. Yeah. 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 And that might have been his season high. It was five three pointers. I mean. That's that's wild for him. It was crazy. It was it was an awesome. He he stepped up big in that in that one, and then in the third game, Kane Broom stepped up with 15 points. Um, and was it Kane? No, Justin hit that killer three in the corner. Um, like uh, Terry Nelson kept calling it the uh, Steph Curry move, uh, where he passed it out to Broom. Ran over to the corner, Broom passed it back, and then nailed the three. It was beautiful. It was actually a, uh, the, the the shot that I knew that we were going to win the game. Like when we, I knew we had put it away. It was just, it was cool to see them have some big moments in this tournament. And like, I know you and I off the air here have talked quite a bit of wanting to see more of Logan Johnson, but it's really hard to find room with him in this rotation when you have your guards and Jaron, Justin, and Kane playing so well. Yeah, no, you're right. It is, and he'll. 
I think it, this was a good year for him to kind of get a little bit of playing time, but also sit on the bench and um, just take it all in. Um, and I think that's going to do nothing but help him for next year. I think that's going to help him build. He's going to understand what Mick's looking for um, from playing, you know, a few minutes and from sitting next to him on the bench for a few minutes. Um, and also his dance moves just keep improving uh, game after game. So. <laughs> I saw uh, somebody had either retweeted or maybe it was it just came up. Maybe he retweeted, um, but his mom talking about those Johnson moves. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty f- I don't know what he does, but I mean, like, I don't know what you call that dance. I don't know if it's a Fortnite dance or not, but it was it was awesome. I feel like it's only enhanced by those god awful sideline shirts they have to wear for the tournament. The, the ones that are like half black on top and half white from like the nipples down. I didn't think those were god awful, weird. but I I hate them. I think they're awkward. <laughs> um, in any case, though, yeah, I mean, even even with that. You know, we got to see flashes of what we're going to see a lot more of next year in Logan Johnson this year. Um, and I'm so excited to see more of Logan Johnson next year. Um, I, I think we've barely scratched the surface, and I think he's already arguably the best defender we have on this team, at least in the spurts that we've gotten to see. Um, we haven't seen, you know, extended minutes. So when he's out there, he's just a burst of energy. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see some of that next year. And hopefully see you know Fredericks kind of take that next step um Keith Williams god if he could make that step to where he could be a double digit score night in night out um <laughs> while Jaron does his thing while Trey does his thing you know and not be afraid to shoot the ball where we kind of had some spells in games this year um where guys were afraid to step up and shoot unless their name was Jaron Cumberland right um I don't know. I think we got a lot of things to look forward to next year, regardless of how the tournament goes this year. We also got but, to see a lot more of uh, Mamadou Diara this weekend. We did. Um, um, although Sisemi got some, finally got back in the rotation a little bit. He did. He did. Uh, but I think it was Friday and probably half of the game on Saturday. We got to see a little bit more Mamadou. And my favorite, uh, after the game on Friday, Mamadou tweeted, I'm a fan of Trayvon Scott and Nasir Brooks. Oh, my God, they're good. And then Trayvon <laughs> tweeted him back, "Hey bro, you know you you know the wait a minute, hold on, what he say, hey bro, you know you the goat. I'm a huge Mamadou Diara fan. So I mean the chemistry is there between that team. Next year is just going to be killer. I feel like every time he gets a block as he matures and gets older and starts to put on his own block parties, there should be like a hashtag Mama Don't." <laughs> Do the dude. <laughs> Just that dude's so much fun. Also, in the third game, I tweeted, "Did it not seem like it's a uh, shoot? What's his name? Trevor Moore? Did it not seem like he was just like a hype man sitting in front of the announcers table? Just like he was, he was getting Jaron hyped. Like, well, when you're not making shots, you got to be somebody. You got to do something, and then." Again, the third game, Jaron was just on fire. Apparently, uh, before the game, uh, the uh, the band for uh, uh, Houston uh, was just like chattering at him, and he gave him the shush and told him all to shut the f off, and that just fired him up. So, hmm. I'm gonna have to ask well, every team's band to get on Jaron before every game goes. <laughs> 
Uh, with that all said, um, we do have a, a tournament coming up here on Friday at noon. Um, it's not the NIT, <laughs> but it is the actual big dance. Um, we are matched up as a seven seed against the ten seed Iowa. Um, I know there's been a lot of chatter about was a seven seed right? Did they already have us locked into the seven seed regardless of what happened in not only our tournament but other tournaments as well? Um, and I, I, there's definitely a strong case for that as they've not really made much excuse from the committee to say anything otherwise. Um, but with that all said, first off, I'm, I'm going to kind of offer this to you as a two-parter. How do you feel about the seventh seed? And would you sacrifice the seventh seed if it meant giving up Columbus? Uh, I think I said it last week. I was predicting uh, if we won a six, seven, no, what did I say? Yeah, no. If we won, I think I said a six we were, or seven feet. We agreed. Yeah. Yeah, we agreed. It was a, it, We were at, at best the six, probably a seven, even if we won. And if we lost, we were at best the seven, maybe an eight. Right, and so no, I agree with the I agree with the seven seed. Um, I know there was a lot of people talking about that were disrespectful that we didn't, you know, we didn't get a, a lower seed. But I mean, we didn't. Uh, we said it last week. We did not match up good against ranked teams. And if you don't match up against ranked teams, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna get those seeds that you want. I mean, for everybody who wants to argue, and we've obviously seen a lot of this, people arguing against Gonzaga with their soft strength of schedule or, um, you know, a Buffalo or some of these other teams that were in the top 25 for most of the year. Um, you can't really, even, I think Murray State even crept into the top 25, um, you know, because of Jay Morant. But you can't really argue against a, a team to be higher than a, a six at best, maybe, um, or a seven if you're not beating these ranked teams. Uh, for instance, you know, we're playing Iowa. They're a 10 seed. They finished 22 and 11. Now, granted, a lot of this is going to come because Big Ten hype, Power Five conference, you're ranked higher anyway because you're Power Ten or Power Five, blah, blah, blah. But they were ranked as high as number 14. And some of their quality wins, I guess, they beat number five Michigan. They, well, these are all rankings when they were ranked at this ranking. Right. Um, not where they finished. Um, but they, in order, I guess, they beat number 13 Oregon. They beat number 24 Nebraska. They beat number 16 Ohio State. They beat number five Michigan. They finished sixth in the Big Ten at 10 and 10 in conference. Um, that, by my count, is one, two, three, four more no I'm, I'm sorry four teams that they beat that were ranked whereas we only beat one so they beat three more ranked teams so you could argue against them having a 10 seed honestly but then you have the glaring 11 losses so right it all just depends on how strong you view these conferences um, to me personally I think when you have a team losing 11 13 I think Wisconsin finished with like 13 losses um you know, it's it's a tough pill for me to swallow that you have ten ranked teams or ten teams that should be that good in a twelve team conference in the Big Ten. You know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of some of the hype that you get with the Power Five, unfortunately, um, because you don't get a, a good look at some of these 
mid-major schools as we're technically classified as as we're in um, a non-Power 5 conference. Right. But I don't know. I mean, with that all said, like, this ESPN Plus deal is not going to help us either. Oh, jeez. I, yeah. mm. I mean, so, all right. So I'm going to have to pay, what, basketball's on four or five months out of the year. So... 25 uh, bucks. Yeah, 25 bucks a year to watch basketball. And for some of the stuff I read, not every game will have to watch on ESPN Plus. But, I mean, if you're going to get it for one month, you might as well get it for the rest. You, you know, if it's like one game a month that was going to be on ESPN Plus, then I guess you're paying the 25 bucks. My big question is how is this going to affect me going to the bar to watch? Oh, yeah. So that's actually a great question. Because uh, our bar is going to fork up this $5 a month uh, to watch this. I mean, maybe well, eventually. If it's, anything like a, if it's anything like a pay-per-view, it's not $5 for a bar. Like, if it's a $50 paper, pay-per-view or a $100 pay-per-view, it's way more than that for a bar to have that pay-per-view. They have to pay a certain percentage based upon occupancy. Oh, that's crazy. That is- because they... No, because they want to make sure they're getting their money for every patron who's in there. That's why you have some bars that'll charge a cover for people to get in. These are great questions. We need to. We need to. We need to find out the answer to these. <laughs> and from also from what I'm seeing, UC is only going to make like roughly about the same, if not less, than what they're currently making on their current deal. Oh, even though it's a billion dollar deal for the conference for ten years, this isn't baseball. What are you signing a deal for for ten years? It's going to be bad in four. This is... Ah, oh man. We got we to gotta get a new conference. Yes. Can we go back and dominate so in the Big East? <laughs> in any case... Um, so, yeah, we are matched up against Iowa in Columbus. Seven versus a ten. I feel good about this game. Against Iowa? I feel like... Yeah, yeah, I feel. I, feel too. I don't feel we're not going to blow them away no. by any stretch, um, especially when I look through some of the scores that Iowa put up against some other teams. Um, especially looking at that that win against Michigan, um, not so much the Ohio State, Nebraska, or even Oregon. Um, and I know I, I think their their highest score that they scored this season was like 105. Um, but I'm not really concerned about Iowa. I think we match up well. And I think it's going to give us a chance to show why we should be in a conference like the Big Ten. Um, and I, that can't be anything but a good thing for us to be matched up against a team like this rather than a team like last year in the first round we had, um, well, it was, uh, gosh, um, Georgia State, I think, I before Nevada. Don't remember. I think that I think it was Georgia State because I think they made the, the tournament again. I'm trying to block um, all that, that out of my mind. In any case, should we beat Iowa, our second game is going to be against Tennessee. Tennessee. No, it'll be against Colgate. Right? Oh, you think it's you think you think every, it's going to be Colgate? Every year, a 14 knocks off the lower seed, and I think that's going to be the one this year. Well, here's to wishful thinking. And then we're going to make it to uh, the Sweet 16. Um, and then 
Elite Eight, and then I mean, if we go with my BW three strategy, we're gonna win the whole thing. What's BW three strategy, Ed? Oh, you did not catch that tweet. Um, BW threes did a bracket, uh, put it on Twitter. Um, they chose a, a winner uh, strictly by flipping a coin, and it ended up being uh, UC winning it all. I'll take it. I I'm. I'm going to go watch games of EW3 soon. Except for Friday. Any I'm going to watch those at in Columbus. <laughs> so jealous. And I'll tell you why later in the show. But any uh, any last words here on UC? Uh, yes, I have the words of Mick Cronin about this weekend's game. Hey, man, you know, I'm from the west side, so I'm still upset about when they had the gall to have their spring game at Paul Brown. I don't remember what year that was. But yeah, you know, I'm Irish. We don't forget a lot. So uh, it's a chance for us to take over Columbus. Obviously, I'm teasing. You, you know, I get it. But chance for the Bearcat, you know, Bearcat Nation to take take over the state capitals. So also they have a beautiful downtown. They really do. So for our fans going up there, uh, you know, there's no Montgomery Inn, unfortunately. Uh, so we'll be eating at Jeff Ruby's. So that was Mick O'Cronin uh, talking about uh, Ohio State and the beautiful Columbus area um, and how he's still upset. He's still upset. I believe the dinner for Jeff Ruby's was tonight. Uh, yes, I believe it was. I saw a, a, somebody yeah. tweeted a picture earlier of uh, them all sitting at a table. I, I, I thought I saw that on Twitter tonight as well. Yeah, I believe it was. So uh, I, hope, I hope they enjoyed their dinner, um, and I would like some dinner too. Get some rest. Have a nice walk through tomorrow. That's right. Let's get it done. All right. On the FCC. Well, let's talk about that other team that had a big game this weekend. I FCC. Believe you, I believe you mean FCC. Come back! Come back! We got more winning to do! Cincinnati is big enough for soccer! Yeah! Yeah! We are a new city! Do you believe in a new Cincinnati? Cincinnati is big enough for soccer! It's so good. <laughs> that mix is so good. It's so true. Um, Cincinnati was ready. They Dude, were ready to bring it home. They were absolutely bring it home, more than ready. Absolutely more than ready. Did you see all those pictures that came out of them coming down, uh, coming down the street, just taking over the whole street? It was on Barstool. I saw there was a an art like a, a full a full length. Uh, I think I posted it to the Facebook page the uh, the BBC um, yeah. special that they did on Cincinnati so all the way over the pond in England they're talking about FCC um, and how hyped this city was and no one could get over the march into the stadium it was freaking amazing I don't I don't have audio of it because it didn't when I was recording the audio it didn't come out very well like it didn't translate very well uh, without actually sure. seeing it but it was uh, it, all you have to do is just do a, a search on 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 Twitter Facebook Google YouTube any of them and you will find that video and it's just like at one point there's a it looks like there's a police officer who's gonna try to stop them from crossing the street and then when he just sees how they're just coming on to him he's just like you know what? <laughs> never mind I'll just move out of the way I'll just move out of the way he's like nah this one's this one's on them. Yeah, they, they got um, smoke and stuff, so let's just let them go. 
so we did win our first game at home. Um, well, it was our first game um, that we won, and it also happened to be at home. Um, but the big thing was, and I, I missed this stat last week as I'm still familiarizing myself with everything going on in MLS. Um, we, we knew that Portland was an offensive team, at least until they played us. But um, they were the runner-up for last year's championship against Atlanta. It sure did so look like it. We've, we've now played against a very tough team in Seattle. And Atlanta, we got the draw against the defending champion. And now the runner-up to that same champion, the Portland Timbers, we put a hurt three to nothing. And um, I don't know if you got to actually see any of these goals scored. I did. I went back and watched the game because I recorded it. Because I I think Mm -hmm. it started like as the UC game was ending or something like that. I don't remember, but I went back and recorded it and watched it. And the the second goal when he hits it off the back of his ankle or the back of his foot that was so sweet. Oh my! I wanted to do that. I'm like, dang! How you? I saw none of these goals came easy though. None of them were like gimme. Wasn't the first one a header? Um, I believe so. Yeah, none of them were easy Uh, goals. No. So, cap, uh, the team captain, Kendall Wat- Waston, I, I, I thought it was Watson. I thought there was a typo, and I kept seeing it's actually Waston. Um, he scored uh, our first goal in the 15th minute. Alan Cruz had that nice back heel kick um, in the 61st minute. And Matthew DePlange, uh had a goal in the 63rd minute. Um I, I don't recall all three of those any goals. of these people. <laughs> what was that? I don't recall any of these people. I don't recall ever saying, like, we traded for these guys or signed these guys. All of these names were new to me this week. Well, you won't be hearing those names next week because I think two out of those three people are going back to their home countries to play uh, for their home countries for one week. So we're going to lose them for a week. Look at you with some insider knowledge. I checked that out, right? Somebody. So, uh, um, I'm trying to so, get better you know at this stuff, like- man. Huh? I'm trying to get better at this soccer stuff, man. I'm a coach now. Or oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, as as I've been giving these stats, kind of comparatively, um, in the last couple games here, I have some more stats to give you comparatively. And this kind of gives you a better glimpse as to why we actually won the game as opposed to getting blown out um, or tying. Um, The possession was 49% us, uh, Portland 51%. Um, The big stat difference here, though, 18 shots, 7 on goal for FCC to 10 shots by Portland, 3 on goal. That makes a world of difference. No, it does. It's it's huge. I mean, I, I'm starting to learn that those stats. I don't want to say. Uh, I'm starting to learn that that kind of stuff is huge in soccer, right? Like, you would think, oh man, they missed a shot. That's just me, right? They just missed a shot. They missed a shot. But those are actually like a big deal. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm. They're starting to make sense to me. Uh, I may not be able to articulate them, but they're starting to make sense to me. So. I concur. Yeah. Um, so we we un- some of the things that we still need to clean up 
Um, we had we had five offsides to Portland's two. Um, we had two yellow cards, while Portland only had one yellow card. But Portland also did have a red card, and I believe that was because he got a second yellow card, which is why he got the red card. I actually got a notification um, to my watch when he, they got that red card. I was like, wow, notification. Awesome. I need to know what's going on. I mean, it's a big deal. He's done in the game, you know. That's true. Um, but on the flip side of the coin, we also had 10 corner kicks, which we've been lacking in in the last couple games, whereas Portland only had six. So in some of the stuff that we've been dominated in in some of our previous games, um, we're starting to see a, a turnaround. And even if it came at the behest of the fans at home and kind of playing off the energy that we know that this city has when they do come home, um, it, it makes you feel hopeful that at least for one half of the season, we have a reason for teams to be scared coming to Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, and uh, there was even um, a national reporter um, who said the energy inside that stadium in Cincinnati is amazing, and he actually also commented about how it was in the middle of the campus and how beautiful it was, and it's only going to be for one year, but the energy inside that, st- inside that stadium, and it probably has to do with it being on a campus, all the buildings around it, so the sound echoing, it's a scary place to play. I mean, it's it's intimidating. I only wish that they were able to have worked out that deal. It would have been sweet. It would have been very beneficial to both the university and I honestly think to the uh, the soccer club. Um, I did see one of the national writers had a picture of Nippert pregame and they said uh, this is the most beautiful soccer or what, what did they call it? The Pitch. non-soccer arena that is perfect for a soccer arena or something along those lines. Um, Just because, you know, I mean, it's literally like the field was intentionally made for soccer as the field goes from damn near edge to edge on that field, you know? Well, yeah, FC Cincinnati paid for that, yeah. I mean, regardless, there's a reason that it looks so good as a soccer field. And it's just going to be a damn shame when it all comes to an end at the end of the season. Here's a question I don't know, and we can probably we can find out pretty quickly. Um, does UC's soccer team play at Nippard? I don't know the answer to that. We'd have to find out. We could probably reach out to Ovar City or something. I figure we reach out to Ann. <laughs> um, the All-American. I mean, they do have the soccer field right across the street. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know how much effect it's used for actual games versus just for practice and recreational stuff. But they were playing, uh, they were playing what lacrosse there when we went to the game a couple weeks ago. I've seen them playing um, flag football there. I've seen them playing soccer there. Um, most of the time when I'm on campus, it's for a game, and most of the time during games, they have intramural stuff or just kids out there messing around. Yeah, I mean, it would have been sweet if we could have worked that out. I mean, you're right. It would have, it would have been a benefit of the team a lot. I mean, think of, I mean, I don't know if they can take the money that they were going to put into a stadium and put it in towards payroll, you know what I mean, so we can get some, some big, big, big name players. But, I mean, that would have been awesome, and it would have been good for the university. It would have brought some cash flow in. But, you know, it is what it is. We're going to get a beautiful stadium over on the west side, and um, it's going to be built for soccer, 
Um, they're putting things in there to still try to make it loud. They're actually, I mean, if we, if you remember the, the problem with uh, Music Hall, um, they're actually building things <laughs> into that stadium to keep the sound inside the stadium. So hopefully it'll kind of replicate that that atmosphere that you get inside of Nippert. So, well, for one year we will have the oldest stadium for a brand new team. <laughs> that's a that's a great stat. But it, it'll be. It'll be the oldest stadium in the MLS. I mean, Nippert's over 100 years old. It absolutely is. But um, for for a brand new team, but um, it now in the standings uh, puts SCC at one, one and one. Uh, we have four points. We're tied for fifth with the New York Red Bulls. Um, Red Bulls one or Red Bulls two? Huh? Red Bulls one or Red Bulls two? Well, Red Bulls two is still down in the uh, USL. So okay, cool. Um, but uh, the Eastern Conference leader, Columbus, they have seven points. So we are uh, just a win away from a tie. Columbus is beating us? Columbus is number one right now, yep. That's amazing. There's still no fans uh, going to the game, though, according to pictures that I saw on Twitter this weekend. I mean, obviously, we're still in a very young season, only three games in. So I'll take it. Uh-oh. I don't know. The only concern I have to kind of get back to the stadium stuff is um, we know, I mean, obviously, you know, my season tickets for UC football are in the same section known as the Bailey. Right. I'm terrified they're not going to be able to replicate the Bailey and just how perfect that section in the flat end zone of the football stadium has been for this crazy fan base. I'm sure so I, I this is another thing about soccer that we're getting to learn that the support groups get so much input um, into the decisions that the soccer team makes I'm sure they'll be reaching out to the support groups and like you know, how do we replicate this and and hopefully they will I mean again I've been to one game and seen the Bailey and it's freaking amazing I think you've been to like two or three games seeing the Bailey um, but I I hope they're, they're they'll they'll make it happen. Well, I wonder if they're going to try and replicate the Bailey, or if they'll try and do something more along the lines of having these support groups spread out around the arena. No, I don't like so that. that. The whole huh? I don't like that. I just it, I mean, as these support groups grow, you're not going to be able to fit them all in something as small as what the Bailey currently stands. But think of this: Do you remember uh, back in the USL? Uh, and we were playing an MLS team and we had to go into shootouts and they sh- had to shoot on that goal facing the Bailey. Think of the atmosphere that created and the, I don't know, nervousness that that put into the opposing players having to stare, d- stare down the Bailey and st- stare down uh, Mitch. Um, I-, I like that. Yeah, I, know. I, li- I like that benefit so- there. So if you look at how many crazy people were walking in that parade on their way into <laughs> the stadium, though, <laughs> but, and you can do that around the whole stadium, there's no safe place. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if, I don't. Uh, are you going to get that many crazy people at every single game? As these support groups grow, don't rule anything out. Can we start our own support group? No. Okay, let's just join one. We don't know enough about soccer. <laughs> I just want a scarf. All right. 
I think we've done as much as we can do on SEC. Let's talk a little bit about the Reds. So, as we approach opening day, less than a week away, my friend. Uh, it, a week from tomorrow? Uh, today, actually, right? Uh, um, tomorrow, Thursday. I was wrong. It's a week from tomorrow. Yeah, a week from I'm tomorrow. Thinking the re- I'm thinking the release of MLB The Show. <laughs> my bad. Um, <laughs> so, the Reds start a week from tomorrow. So, by the time you're listening to this, it'll probably be a week from today. Um, if not less. Um, but the Reds made some more cuts. They sent down uh, pitchers Brandon Finnegan, Vladimir Gutierrez, Jesus Reyes, Buddy Boschers, and also infielder Christian Colon. Um, but as we inch closer, the roster is starting to take shape a little bit. Um, pitcher Alex Wood, who we traded for, from uh, the Dodgers. He was part of the Yasiel Puig, Matt Kemp deal. He's going to start the season on the 10-day DL. Um, he's still having some soreness, and they're not trying to rush him back as we're literally haven't even started the season yet. Um, so that's leaving a starting rotation that's been announced um, in order. Your opening day starter, according to David Bell, is... Luis Castillo, going to be followed by Sonny Gray, Tanner Roark, Anthony DiSclefani, and what's looking like Tyler Malley. How do you feel about that? I'm okay with it. Uh, didn't we kind of predict that? Um, I don't know that anyone was predicting Luis Castillo to get the ball on opening day. No, you have to, you're right. We weren't predicting that, but I think we were predicting kind of that 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 lineup oh sure um well we didn't know if alex wood was going to be ready and uh even when we had clay on um talking from locked on reds um he liked what he saw of tyler malley i think anybody who paid attention to the reds last year and what was a terrible season liked what they saw in tyler malley until he got a little sore a little worn down as a rookie and uh he kind of broke down a bit and um him starting off this season in the opening or in the in the starting rotation here, um, even if it's just for a couple games before going down to AAA, I'm not terribly upset about any of that. Um, obviously, you don't want to rush an injury to Alex Wood back when he's only here on more or less a one-year rental anyway before we decide if we're going to extend him. Um, Luis Castillo was a little bit of a surprise, as I think most people kind of thought it was going to end up being Sonny Gray. Um, but kudos to him. He When he is on, and I think Clay touched on this a bit, when he's on, he might be the nastiest guy on our rotation. Um, he has ace potential. And I think, as, yeah, I, I want to say he's only like 24 years old. Um, maybe 25. So he's right around the same age as Nick Sunzel. Um, that's good stuff to know that you have putting the ball in this guy's hands. No, you're right. I mean, hopefully he can go out there and produce. Hopefully, you know, the spring training um, 
rolls over to you know the actual game. Um, I'm excited again. Uh, the Reds are making me want to buy a hat again. Uh, I might do it this week since opening day is on Friday, uh, Thursday. Um, but it's it's exciting, dude. It's it's really exciting. Uh, I was watching um, the game last night. Like I found myself watching preseason baseball. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> you. Um, and even well, and because I started getting it's where the actual seasons began. I don't know if you knew that or not, but baseball has started Overseas. over in Japan. I don't like, like it. Our, our first opening day was over in Japan between uh, uh, Seattle and the Athletics, I think. It's, it, it hasn't really started. Until the bat cracks in Cincinnati, it hasn't really started. <laughs> and, well, I mean, I, there was a Jay Bruce sighting. I'm just, and a Ken Griffey Jr. sighting. So He was over there? Yep. Oh. Both of them. Jay, Jay Bruce was playing for Seattle. And Griffey was over. He had a camera in his hand when I saw him. Um, over with the media taking pictures. He like is, a professional camera. Yeah, so I think we, he was messing around. I think he was totally messing around. No, but no. he is over there. He's taken up um, photography is a huge hobby, um, photography and grilling. Um, but when his son uh, Trey, right, Trey Larkin, yeah, when he was oh no, I'm sorry, we're talking about we're talking about Griffey. Um, when his son was playing, didn't his son play football at college? Yes. When his son was playing football at that college, he took up photography, and he always uh, went on the sideline and was taking shots of his son uh, playing football. Um, and then I was I, saying yes because I didn't know otherwise. But go on. Oh well, I, I think he did. I think that's the. I think you can look it up. But he he's taken up photography as a hobby. Um, he's also taken up uh, grilling as a hobby. Um, if you've kind of noticed him lately, um, he's put on a couple pounds since playing. Um, so he must be a good griller. He started putting on some pounds in Cincinnati, but that's neither here nor there. Well, he's put on a few more. I blame all the good eating around here. Skyline, man. Apparently he still loves that skyline, too. Montgomery in. Mm, debatable. You, you can hear the cowboy talking about Montgomery in, UDF, <laughs> all that all season long. Give me some chips, boy. Finish it off with a nice cold Coke. Uh, but Cowboy drinks those Mexico Cokes. <laughs> of course he does. He has those imported. They have them in the in the booth just for him. He has. I mean, they're not. You don't have to get import them. You can buy them at Sam's Club. But uh, they have them in the booth just for him. In the glass bottle, he has to have the glass bottle. So there are still uh, thirty-four on our active roster. Nine more Reds are going to be cut before opening day. And I don't know if you saw the article on The Athletic by C. Trent Rosecrans. I did not. So he's expecting Scott Shevler to not make the cut. Oh, wow. Oh, wait a minute. Um, did I know that? No, I did not know that. Um, no, I didn't. He, I, thinks that, he thinks that we're going to end up running an outfield of the best 25 and the argument that he's making on starting Nick Senzel right now 
versus waiting that two weeks to get the extra year of control is that there's going to be a new collective bargaining agreement in, I think it was four years, and that's going to be before that would even, whether we start him now or not, the collective bargaining agreement is going to be renegotiated. Huh. And so that may have no effect on whether we start him now or later. Huh. Because huh. it'll be renegotiated on, potentially. That's the politics side that I don't understand. I mean, if you if you think about it, though, we could have had that extra year or two or three on Eugenio Suarez, but we negotiated the deal early before we ended up with a crazy contract like you're starting to see with Bryce Harper, with Mike Trout, with even before that, um, you had a homeboy down in Florida who got traded to the Yankees, um, Stanton, John Carlo, Mike. Giancarlo Mike Stanton. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I understand like the player. The, the players just want to get paid. There's no reason to keep them on these little baby rookie contracts if they're worth more than that. Like, yeah, that's true. The teams are making money. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, I, they I are. think I read. I read some. I, I'm one almost 100 percent sure. I read somewhere that. No team in all of baseball, once all was said and done, finished in the green less than a billion dollars. Jeez. Jeez. I wish it's I all these TV. It's the TV deals, man, and that's why it's hard for me to argue against a player like even Bryce Harper making that crazy contract that I personally don't think he was worth, but I think these players, that's why it's hard for me to argue against a guy like Joey Votto making $300 million. You know what I mean? Like... Votto's a he, bargain at this point. Correct. So as long as you're not spending it in silly places like an aging Albert Pujols or Bobby Bonilla making a million dollars a year for damn near his entire life. Well, you remember Votto's stance on that, don't you? Uh, on Bobby Bonilla's contract? No, on, on contracts in general. Probably saying that they still aren't paid enough. No, this is what he said. I say play more and make more money. He wants to play more yeah. games and make more money. I forgot about that. We did play that way many, many episodes ago. Back in, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, this is uh, season two, episode one. <laughs> didn't even think about that. Hey. Hey, we did it. <laughs> we made it season two. Is that how we're titling it? Uh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I got it. I'll write it down. All right. Um, so yeah, as, uh, hopefully we have another episode here before opening day. That's the, uh, that's the idea. We'll take um, a look. Where we can kind of go over what the, what the final cuts are. Hey, I know we're off of Bearcats, but did you see the breaking news that just came across? I did not. From our boy Mel. I did not. Donald Little. What about him? For the TBT. I thought you were going to say he died. No. No. Donald Little for the uh, TBT, man. Got nervous. How old? I haven't haven't seen him play in years. (laughs) As a coach or as a player? 
I, well, he didn't say that. <laughs> I don't know if he's running Hicks out there this year. We'll see how any of that goes. I was going to anyway. ask this, but he's not on Twitter anymore. Um, we got any more on the Reds? You got any last thoughts? I have nothing else on the Reds except for I'm excited, excited for opening day. Um, I will probably go out and buy a hat this weekend if I don't spend the rest of my birthday money up in Columbus. Because um, if you don't remember, I'm going to that game. And um, so that's what I'm probably going to do. Um, I will probably be downtown partying for opening day. Opening day, yeah. All right. Well, I got some vacation days to burn. That sounds like a good one. I'll ask you about that later. All right, let's move on to the Bengals. Can't lose. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Let's hear it, gentlemen. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Let's go play some football. Let's go. Big news on the bagel front. Are you leading off with that big news? Might as well, right? Vontez perfect gone. He he gone. He's he went bye bye. Um, I thought you were gonna say Cedric Abay. He's gone. <laughs> Cedric Abay. He's gone. Yeah, he signed with Jacksonville. Uh, I missed that. Yeah, uh, but no. To get to your point, perfect. Um, and. If we had had this episode three days ago and, like, the day he was cut, I would have predicted, because anyone who had an ear that I could talk to that day about Vontez Burford getting cut, I was saying he's going to go get reacclimated with Paul Gunther. We all, I think everybody knew, I think, I think it was pretty common knowledge that Gunther was trying to trade for him last year anyway. Yeah, yeah. And the Bengals didn't get a deal they actually liked. So that kind of is what it is. Um, but, yeah, I'm not super surprised that he ended up with, uh, you know, Chucky. And um, and by Chucky, I mean Coach Chucky. Right, right. Um, and, uh, you know, not surprised that he ended up out with Oakland. What I am surprised about is he ended up with Oakland and Antonio Brown. That's going to be interesting. Those two uh, in a locker room together? Yep. Who knows about that one? Well, everyone on Twitter is really hoping that they end up taking Hard Knocks to... Oh, they're going to. Oakland. They're going to. They have to, right? I mean, it's a pretty good story, especially since they're trying to figure out what's going on with them moving out to L.A. next year and everything anyway. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's... It makes sense if you can pull it off. I'd say, I get it. Yeah, I say pull it off. So, that was the big news. Um, I already touched on Cedric Boyhe, um, the first-round pick bust offensive tackle that we had. Um, he, his contract's over. He went, only team he visited with was Jacksonville, and they signed him. So, good riddance. We'll see you later. Um, I will miss being able to call him Obi Doby, as my father-in-law likes to commonly refer to him as. <laughs> but um, also, we lost. I don't think we talked about this last week. We lost uh, Tyler Croft, the tight end, to the Buffalo Bills. But as we're talking, as we're talking about weird things with the Buffalo Bills, 
We also signed the offensive guard from the Buffalo Bills, John Miller. We can't get enough of swapping players with the Buffalo Bills, my we friend. Can't. We, we can't. We, we, we love them, guys, apparently. It's so weird. Um, but we also re-signed Tyler Eifert. For one year. For a one-year deal. Um, he has vowed that the mullet is gone forever. Oh, well, that sucks. I know. It looked really good on him, oddly enough. It wasn't bad. Um, free agents that we still have that have yet to be signed include cornerback Darquez Denard, who is supposedly looking for about a $10 million deal, which if you look at him as a slot corner, he should be making somewhere around 6 to $8, um, depending on how teams view him as a slot corner. Um, he's not really been given the opportunity here in Cincinnati to be an outside corner, which is what that $10 million would kind of be. Um, so I don't know how that's going to unfold, but it seems like, you know, we did talk about um, the cornerback that we signed from um, the Giants last week with uh, Webb. I think it's CW Webb, BW Webb, something like that. Um, I think it's CW. But, um, yeah, we uh, we replaced Denard already with him, so I can't see Denard ending up ending up back here. No. Um, Michael Johnson, defensive end, who had been here and then left for Tampa and then came back here for several more years, um, he's still a free agent. And uh, Vinny Ray, a linebacker who's been here for years and was a special teams leader before finally cracking the starting lineup. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's still unsigned as well, so I don't know if there's a spot left for him as we try to rebuild what was arguably the worst group on this team. I, I'm still I'm still not buying into the team, um, so I'm just gonna hold uh, my reservations on that. Um, I'm still I'm I, I'm still kind of gonna pledge my alliance maybe to Cleveland this year, but we'll find out. We'll find out. I'm not really gonna be able to follow you down that road. However, the Bengals are still talking about um, extensions for AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, and William Jackson the third. Um, so I, I'm from everything that I'm hearing, they are trying to kind of see what they have in some of those extensions as all those contracts come up at the end of this next season. Um, obviously, you don't want to lose a guy who's been around as long as A.J. Green, but he is going to be, I think, 31 um, this year. If I'm A.J. Green, I don't sign. He's said all along that he wants to be with the same team his entire career, just like the guy he idolizes, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, if I'm, a, uh, I'm AJ I Green, I'm not getting any win. younger. Yeah. And I also, one of the things I want to talk about AJ Green is there is rumor out there that if they're not able to extend him, that they are contemplating trading him. And teams like the Jets and the uh, Patriots have been mentioned. Huh, that's an interesting because. I actually just read something this morning, maybe, um, that the latest mock draft models show uh, the Bengals um, doing some sort of trade, I guess, and getting Dwayne Haskins. 
Um, there's some people thinking that Dwayne Haskins falls all the way down to us at 11. Because huh. rumors are that the Giants are not interested. At least those were the rumors until um, today. And today I saw that the Giants are very interested. So there's a lot of smoke and mirrors that happen around the draft where teams are trying to either hype up a player that they don't have any interest in for somebody to try and trade up with them and grab the player before they supposedly were going to or try and um, just literally um, hide who, hide their cards, you know, and who they have any intentions so nobody behind them has any clue what they're going to be able to do. Maybe we'll make some um, big moves like on draft day. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll see some stuff some stuff go down because there's another one in here talking about us uh, getting um, oh, uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray. I don't want anything to do with Kyler Murray personally. No, I'm okay with that. Nope. I mean, Johnny Manziel's uh, back in the United States playing football. Huh? Johnny Manziel, he's back in the United States playing football. He's not playing in the Canadian Mm. League anymore. He's playing in the AAF for Memphis. That guy. Um, Tyler Boyd extending, though, is interesting. He's 24. He's coming up on a contract year. He just had a crazy good year, and... Finding him after two crazy good years as opposed to one crazy good year could prove a difficult task, um, especially if you're trying to re-up both him and A.J. Green. Um, chances are it's probably going to be one or the other, though. Right. Um, and then William Jackson third. If you're extending him, you're not going to be able to afford both him and Drake Kirkpatrick. My personal hope is that they extend him and cut Drake Kirkpatrick. Please cut simultaneously. Him. Please cut Kirkpatrick. Please cut him. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to see Dre cut before this season, or if you'll see him cut at the end of next season um, to a lot that money that Dre was supposed to get for William Jackson. But in any case, I I think William Jackson III should be a much higher priority than keeping Dre Kirkpatrick around. Yeah, that's no. my personal opinion. Dre got burned too many times last year um, for us Agre- to keep. Agreed. Him. I think he's replaceable. William Jackson III looks a lot better out there, though. Um, with all that said, though, kind of getting back to your um, Dwayne Haskins talk, um, Coach Taylor, who we all know, we believe in, we trust in, clear eyes, and full hearts, can't, can't lose. lose. No. All right. I said, can't lose. I said can't um, lose. We said it at the same time. It was actually really I cool how we said it sim- simultaneously. I hate the phone thing. Um, he uh, he actually did attend both Ohio State and Alabama's Pro Days this week. So people think that he was at Ohio State to check out Dwayne Haskins. No. I don't care. That's fine. I mean, I don't know. Listen, if he's at eleven, I guess the only way I don't take the only way I don't take Dwayne Haskins is if Devin Devin White's still there as the linebacker from LSU. We've done nothing for our offensive line this year. I, can we please get somebody to, to protect the off to protect the quarterback? Well, we have a whole new offense we're installing. Well, I don't care. We signed a new guard from Buffalo who people are actually talking about was a pretty good move. 
Um, I still can't defend the Bobby Hart signing, but Cordy Glenn hopefully will be not injured this year. Uh, you'll have Billy Price coming in, not injured this year, and hopefully not getting injured midseason as well. Um, Trey Hopkins should be back. So while you say we haven't done anything, we haven't even made it through the draft yet. So we'll see what happens. I know. We around around this time last year was when we made the move for Cordy Glenn. Um, who's and our for, left tackle. And for um so, Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I gotcha. There's there's still plenty of time and you got this new coach who has a new offense, all new coaches. It's not the Marvin Lewis regime anymore, man. Still feels like it though. But if everybody was going to bitch and moan about, hey, we got to get rid of Marvin, we got to get rid of Marvin, we got to get rid of Marvin, and then you bring in a new coach, and this dude hasn't even coached a game, a practice, and everyone's already selling the farm. <sighs> As well, somebody who's had this much time and effort and money invested in this team, I'm not out yet. I can't do it. Well, because it just feels like Blackburn's still running the team. Um. Well, you mean Mike Brown or Katie? Uh, both. Or Troy. Uh, all three. It feels like the coaches they, get to make the decision. Because, so. because they literally are. That's They're the ownership. Well, yeah, but, That's what they do. I, but it feels like the they same have, decisions they also are have made. Input, they also have input from someone not named Marvin Lewis right now. Well, that's true. I'll take it for what it is. I still think they overpaid for Bobby Hart. Yes. I, I will not argue that. Um, but I've listened to enough pod. Like, I don't know if you're listening to Locked on Bengals at all, but they talked me down off the ledge a little bit. Joe Goodberry, they talked me down off the ledge a little bit. And that's after they had a podcast where Joe Goodberry freaked out, dropped some F-bombs, and freaked out some more. I don't know. I I'm, I'm I'm like with Kanye here. You just well, that's the wrong song. I'll stop. <laughs> I thought that was something else. You're so bad at this game. Uh, it you says you can't tell better. me nothing, and it started playing that song. Just label them better. Yeah, I'll, I'll relabel that. All right. Well, let's round third. <laughs> you wasting your talent, Randy. All right, you want to go first with the questions? Sure. All right. Are you as excited as I am to see who the Bearcat Jam rosters this year? Can you say that one more time? Are you as excited as I am to see who the Bearcat Jam rosters this year? Oh, yeah. I'm super excited. So, uh, sorry, I didn't know you were going to ask that question. Or so I would have held the Donald Little thing off for a little bit. But, um, yeah, no, I'm super excited. Um, so, they officially, they're officially in. Well, no, they're officially um, have turned in their application for the tournament. Um, they're not necessarily in yet. They still have to get, we have to, they still have to have uh, five. I think the guy told me five. Five or seven confirmed players, and then they'll be eligible um, for the tournament. And then, of course, we have to 
get some votes in there and stuff like that. But it looks like we are going to be playing in Columbus and not in Lexington. So I will shoot. Did you turn in our request for a press pass yet? I would just say I'm going to go ahead and shoot an email off asking if we can get the same uh, same deal this year. Uh, what about for FCC? Have you sent in a press pass for that yet? I can't find anything for press passes <laughs> for FCC. If you can find something, go for it. But I can't find anything. I'll, I, I searched. I'll, I'll, I'll snoop around. I searched. So uh, there's going to be a common theme on mine. Again, I wrote it at lunch. But um, uh, what's the best foods to eat during March Madness? Wings, man. You're right. Wings, for Bonus. sure. And I don't mean like go straight to B-dubs. I mean, you got to dabble around in some places. And most okay. of you here listening in Cincinnati, you know who's got some undercover, I think, the best wings in the city? Who? Not Roosters. Not B-dubs, not any of these chain places. There's a place on the corner of Ben and Struble called Big Arts Barbecue. Oh, man, I haven't had Big Arts wings in forever. Their wings are, I drive from Westchester, go pick up their wings and bring them home. Don't go to Big Arts thinking you're going to eat there because it's hard to find a table because they're a popular joint and they only have like eight tables. Yeah, very small. But, man, it's in a little, it's, it's just in a little gas station strip mart, and they're chronic. Their wings are so good. My mom bought them a couple weeks ago and had the family over for dinner. Man. I have to try this. I, I think I, I think I ate 10 wings that night, Like, and they're big wings. They're not small wings. We have a place out here uh, called Midwest Best Barbecue and a place called Pickles and Bones. And I've heard both of them have good wings, so I might have to pick some up for uh, the game on on Sunday since I'll be in Columbus for the game on on Friday. Well, let me know. Maybe I'll come over and watch with you. I You You bring the big arts and I'll bring the other guys. So, did you catch the new Stranger Things trailer today? I don't watch that show, man. How many times are you going to ask me that? You don't watch any shows. I watch a lot of shows. I watch Married at First Sight. I watch uh, The Prophet. I watch um, uh, 60 Days In, 30 Days In, whatever thing's called, the, the jail show. Um, I watch a lot of shows, just not Game of Thrones or Stranger Things or any of that. Do you not like sci-fi? Not necessarily, no. I don't watch Walking Dead either. God, I just caught up with, walk- with Walking Dead last night. <laughs> did I tell you last week that I'm thinking about starting up Sons of Anarchy again? You did. Yep, that's it's probably going to happen next week. Did you ever watch any of that? Uh, the, the Mayans? The Mayans, yeah. No. Me either. I can't. Jax isn't there, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, what ballpark foods, so by ballpark, I mean Great American Ballpark, um, are the best? Did you check out any of the new ones? I'm looking at some of them right now. Um, what is catching my eye right now is the Big Red Machine Burger, um, which, uh... Is that the one that has the Big Red Smoky on it? Big Red Smoky, Sauerkraut, Beer Cheese, Grippo's Potato Chips on a Cervati Pretzel Bun. I, yeah. Uh, that, that looks like my favorite edition. 
that looks delicious. I mean, there's some other things in here that, I don't know, like a bacon-wrapped hot dog in a red bun, which is, I guess, kind of cool. Or the Cincinnati hot chicken um, tri-tip. Oh, that's not bad at all. Mac, <laughs> mac and cheese dog. <laughs> oh, a pork schnitzel sandwich. I'm down with that. You're such a foodie. What else we got in here? Not much, man. I'm on new medication, and I, I'm not finishing any foods or eating foods. Well, um, yeah, I, uh, I'd, I'd say that that first one that you talked about with the Big Red Smokey on top of the burger and the Grippos and the beer cheese and the Cervati pretzel bun, all of those things. When we they get really a, wet my whistle. When we go to a game this year, um, I need, I'm going to need you to, need to spot me $13, and then I'll buy that burger, and we'll go live, and we'll do like a one-bite thing. Ooh, one-bite, everybody knows the rules. Everybody knows the rules. One-bite. <laughs> uh, so, we're less than a week away before MLB The Show comes out. You decide if you're getting it yet. Oh, my gosh. Um, I haven't decided yet, no. I'm trying to sell some memorabilia so I can I can buy it. So if you know anybody who wants to buy a baseball signed by Dimitri Young or a baseball signed by Reggie Sanders, uh, just let me know. Talk to Clay. Oh, I have not. I'll put it on the Twitter later. He is a huge fan of Reggie Sanders. I'll tell you that. Oh, is he? He is. I have to he talk brought to him, him up. Um, maybe maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was a guy from Locked On Reds. Somebody brought him up it. this week, and I don't know if it was Twitter or the Locked on Reds podcast I listened to. But. It's clean. That's on the Snow White ball, and uh, the autograph is clean, and uh, I got it at a, a bargain right now at 20 bucks. That's how much a baseball is. Now add the, the autograph on top of that. That's it's a bargain. Baseballs, baseballs cost $20. Um, yes. So we could get a, we do a whole episode about this. But yes, um, if you're going to get an autograph on a baseball, pro tip, ready? If you're going to get an autograph on a baseball, make sure it is an official Rawlings Major League Baseball and not a ball that was made in China. The balls that are made in China don't have the same leather on them and the autographs fade. I was a rookie and learned that the hard way. I had finally met Todd Frazier got him to sign a ball for me he even inscribed it todd father on there for me and then i learned that it's not good to get it autographed on that type of ball and we're looking at probably five years later the, the autograph is still there but it is fading away so it's not worth it yeah it's not going to be worth anything but i have another todd frazier on an all-star game ball um so we're good with that Uh, how many games will the Milford Silverbacks win this year? What's that? That would be my youth soccer team that I will be coaching this year. You guys keep score? Uh, I'm going to. <laughs> is it? Is there a participation trophy or is there a championship trophy? Everybody gets a trophy. No. I, I can't do. It's the league. I can't change it. No. I know. You should put it up for a vote. Um, <laughs> how many games are there? Eight. Is Parker the best player on the team? No. He's how many a, players are better than Parker? He's one of the bigger players on the team. Um, he could probably score from anywhere on the field because uh, of his leg. 
Uh, but there's a kid out there who has some some good footwork, so he's pretty good. So I, there's there's him and another kid are big are big kids who could probably score from anywhere on the field just by booting it. But oh, ooh, soccer term, booting it. Um, but um, I wouldn't say he's the best kid on the team. We only have two practices. I'm gonna give you three. Three wins. You're a first year coach. Get out of here. That's disrespectful. You're first year to the sport. Okay. Well, that's fine. No, question us. That we'll just use that as we'll just use that as fuel. Fuel to win. Alright. There's also the, no put goalies. On the, uh, <laughs> put it on the poster board. Put it on, on, the, on the cork board. <laughs> oh I will. Bulletin board. I'm gonna bulletin put, board material. I'm gonna put in the back Aaron window of my truck. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna show it to the make boys. Make a part board. of your coach make a part of your coach speech. Aaron doesn't believe in us. My coach speech is, is great. Hey, did you guys have fun today? All right. Let's go. Aaron doesn't believe in us. He thinks we're only going to win three. And here's Parker. Aaron does a podcast with Daddy. <laughs> he does imitations of Disney characters when yeah. he's in your basement, and I see him. And dinosaurs. Yeah, that too. He gets terrified and runs across the room. Um, how funny is it that Bryce Harper had the biggest contract in all of baseball before Mike Trout destroyed him with two less years and a hundred million dollars more in the mat- in a matter of just days. I like Mike Trout worse. So okay wait, 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 wait. Especially after Bryce Harper had a recruiting video to bring him home to Philly. Who, Mike Trout? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I like Mike Trout better, so I'm glad he got paid more. You Dang. know I'm not you know I'm not a fan of the Bryce Harper. You know I, I you you know that back when I was boxing, I was calling God, his Bryce hair, his hair is so good though. No, it's not. I, back when I was boxing, I was calling Bryce Harper out on Twitter. I wanted to meet him in the ring. Nobody he could not go twelve rounds with, with two chins. He would he would go down. His hair's so good. I mess his hair up. I'm oh, saying, if I could take off a hat and my hair would look like that dude's hair, I'm in. Enough with the hair, dude. Yeah, I'm just it, saying. Here's here's you. Here's you right here. That's you and Bryce Harper right now. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever. Okay. Is it my turn? Um, but it w- so it was funny. What was funny? That he had the biggest contract until Mike Trout destroyed his contract. Yeah, I know it was great. I love it. I'm down with it. He deserves it. I just hate that he's on the Angels. Angels in the outfield, buddy. Angels in the outfield. I, I got nothing on that. One of my favorite movies. Um. You kind of answered this already, but will you be attending the opening day parade? Or are you just going to go downtown and, and drink and watch the game at a bar? Um, it's, it's kind of TBD. Uh, we'll see what the weather holds. I think right now we're, it's looking like 63 and sunny. So I venture to say that I'll be down there. I just don't know. I've not been to a parade. I don't know if I've ever gone to a parade. If I have, it was not sober. Um not that I remember anyway. So, or I've already erased that memory with drinking. Um, however, 
it's the 100th anniversary of the uh, parade. Yes, it this is. Year. It's the 150th anniversary of our Red Legs. And there's a lot of celebrations going on around some of those things. Plus, Rob Manfred's going to be in the parade. I mean, there's something to be said for all this. I can't imagine he does, like, finishes the parade and doesn't, like, give a speech at the end or something. Like, Kamish is there. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I don't know that I can go and, and at least not make an attempt to go, but depending on what the people that I'm going with want to do, I don't know that I will necessarily end up at the parade. Huh. Okay, that was interesting. In what way? Sorry, you know how I get distracted when you're not here. Um, somebody Correct. tweeted that they may have seen a meteor in downtown Los Angeles. And they're like, you have a video of it, and it kind of fades out. But then somebody else says it's a, a wingsuit jumper. So, that's interesting. But I thought it was scary at first. Or it's just a UFO. No, it definitely looked like a meteor. <laughs> Alright, you're up. Have you seen Rick Ross lately? Who? Rick Ross? Yeah. I have not. Is he, is he, is he lost weight? He's on the Gucci Mane diet. What? What's a Gucci Mane diet? You know Gucci Mane. Gucci, yeah, Gucci Mane. I know who that is. The the rapper Gucci Mane. Yeah. Um, he has lost like four hundred pounds. Really? To the point where I'm literally like my my brother-in-law sent me pictures. Oh wow. Uh, brother, in future brother-in-law. He sent me pictures, and I was like, hashtag not my Rick Ross. Wow. I'm looking at one picture. His face is... Oh, my goodness. Look at his body. Wow. I guess he suffered a seizure? Not my Rick Ross. Wow, that doesn't even look like Rick Ross. That's no, crazy. He lost a whole. He lost a whole Rick Ross. He he lost a whole Rick Ross. Yeah. Wow. Look at this picture. Jeez. Looks like he's still wearing his clothes from back when he was big because they don't look like they fit. But he uh yeah good good for you Rick. <laughs> I don't have a fifth question. I thought I had a fifth question, but I only wrote four apparently. <laughs> I can't count. You're my hero. I can't count this late at night. Some heroes don't wear capes. Yeah, some heroes just click buttons. All right. Um, well, did we <laughs> did we have any <laughs> did we have any messages this week? <laughs> oh my goodness! You want me to pull that up? No, I don't. Did, we had a weird message from a some sort of Asian. I I can't. I, I have no tell clue you who it was. Language. It was. You know, I, this was me trying to listen to that. Like I, I didn't. I, I'm sitting at my desk and somebody, goes, what's wrong? Ed? And I'm like, I, I don't know what just. It, it, when it said trans <laughs> transcription not available, I was like, wait a minute, what? It's. So if anybody knows what language that was and what they just said to me, let me know. Uh, it might have had something to do with an Uber. Yeah, because we got an Uber text as well this yeah. week. That was all we got from our fans. Thanks a lot. 
<laughs> Christina tweeted <laughs> us. <laughs> All right, man. Um, you ready to move on to the bum of the week? I am. Because you're training like a damn bum, you know that? Bum. A bum. You are a bum. You're a bum. And that's all you'll ever be. A bum. Well, that hurts, man. Who do you got? Me. Why are you a bum? I am the bum of the week. It's not going to be my St. Patrick. My St. Patrick's Day was a mess. Oh, no. What did you so, do? I started off my day with my standard weekend coffee, which is 50% coffee, 50% Bailey's. And then we went to brunch. We moved on to mimosas. No, you didn't move on to mimosas. You moved on to Bloody Mary. I didn't. I moved on to mimosas because they didn't serve Bloody Marys until 11 o'clock. Oh. So then I moved on to Bloody Marys. So then we went to Rick's Tavern in Fairfield. And I moved on to Green Beer. And I made some new friends and hung out and I drank some Green Beer. And then we went to... Bargo's right down the road from Rick's Tavern. That place is still up? Um, it, it's not the same one. It moved next to a skyline. So first I had Green Skyline, which when you're teetering on the edge of blacking out and being really drunk, and all of a sudden you get a dish of green spaghetti, it really messes with you. Yeah, no, that's not good. Um... So I got some Skyline because I needed some food to not black out. So then I go to Bargo's and get another beer and I'm watching TV. Well, I told the bartender just to give me any beer. And she said, what? And I said, literally, you have too many taps. I don't want to ask you what all you have. And I don't want to make decisions. So make that decision for me. I'm good with whatever it is that you give me. And I just want to watch the game here. So I watched the first half of UC at Bargo's. I don't remember the second half. Oh, come on. I I came home. I turned it on. I don't remember leaving my car. You drove? No, no. Okay. Good. No, no, no. But I don't remember getting out of the car to come in and turn on the game and watch the end of the second half. And I woke up at 6.30 and I said, where's the game? <laughs> and they said, you already watched it. You see one. I said, you guys are messing with me. First off, UC didn't win. Second off, it's not 6.30. Third, where's the game? They said no. And I said, you changed the clocks on me. And I pulled out my phone all the time and all of the money and all of the <laughs> everything that I've given to this team. And I missed the second half of the game entirely. And I really couldn't tell you a whole lot of what happened in the first half. Um, Go back and watch it. I I am the bum of the week. I did it again. Yep. Won't be the first time. Won't be the last. It is what it is, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you missed the second half of the game, though. I know. Oh, my goodness. Sharon went off. I, I I know. I've read. I've seen highlights. Sharon I'm embarrassed. Off. So, my bum of the week 
Um, unfortunately, does not translate to podcast, but I will go ahead and retweet it and also possibly put it on our Facebook page. Uh, but someone um, was at a, looks like a spring training game, and they tweeted busted coverage. Um, a video of a girl, probably 19, 20 uh, years old, and she is trying to get the perfect Instagram picture and continues to make her mom take picture after picture after picture after picture of her with the, it looks like the Brewers maybe, in the background. Um, and she just keeps messing with her. And her mom finally gives up, throws her cell phone at her, and walks away. <laughs> Do not come to a baseball game. Stand in front of me while I'm trying to watch a baseball game. And try to get that perfect Instagram picture. It's not worth it. No one cares. The likes don't equal to money. Everyone hates you. Oh, actually, you know what? It was an L.A. Dodgers game. I see the hats now. It was an L.A. Dodgers game. Of course it was. So, she is the bum. I wish I knew who she was. She's a bum. It also got retweeted only 32 times? you got to be kidding me. Nope, now we're at you know, only 32 times. I'm retweeting it right now. All right, that's, man. That's all I got. Well, um, I like to think that the reason that the Bearcats won is because I passed out. Because you passed out? Yeah, I like to think that's why I was the one. Um, we can go with that. We can also go with Jaron Cumberland was a beast. Did you know Nick You're Van Exel was at that game? Hmm? Did you know Nick Van Exel was at that game? I didn't. He was. He was at the game. Make we, sense. He's in Memphis. Well, it also made it funny because um, uh, Saturday I tweeted that if we have to play Memphis in the championship game, can we please get Nick Van Exel to come sit straight across from um, Penny Hardaway and just stare at him the whole game? <laughs> he didn't. He didn't, but um, it would have been cool. Here's another stat that came out real quick, and then we can we can we can get going. Um, but this is an interesting stat for Friday. Um, it says, if my research is right, UC is six and two all time versus Iowa, and five and one all time against Tennessee. So that's actually good for us, especially after the whole Memphis thing. So. Also, I think we're one of nine teams, like in the last twenty-five years, to six, or times. we're like ninth best or something, like to do as well as we have in bowl games and uh, yes, and tournaments. I saw that stat somewhere too, and I just don't remember where I saw it, but I don't have it on me right now. But it was, yeah, it was either like. Six of six teams to make it nine times, or nine teams to make it six times. One of those two. So, whichever one you like the best, go with that one and run. That's What's it. In that fridge. Oh uh, yeah. Well, we can. Yeah, here it is, right here. It is now time for everyone's favorite segment. What is in Ed's fridge? For a minute, I, I thought I forgot to pull it up. What do you got tonight? Uh, one, 
one of six programs to go to nine straight NCAA tournaments. Is that what it is? That was, uh, that was yeah, one of six to go to nine straight. That's a, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. Um, but there was another one that I wanted to talk about, but I can't find it. Um, so what's in Aaron's fridge? Yeah, what's what's in there, buddy? There's there's a bunch of White Claw, but I didn't get into any of that. Oh, you get into that um, stuff. So I went to my pantry and I grabbed my um, Old Smoky Tennessee Salted Caramel Whiskey. Salted Caramel Whiskey. You know, because we're going to be playing Tennessee. That's good stuff to sip on. Yeah, been sipping on it uh, probably the whole show. What I think I'm going to make myself on Sunday while watching the game is a Kentucky Mule. Um, It's delicious. If you've never been to the Brown Dog Cafe over there at Summit Park, get that Kentucky Mule. It is delicious. And I also suggest the poutine with the Geta Gravy. Ooh, oh, brother, got that egg on top with that those cheese curds. Good gracious, you would have loved that after your drinking on Sunday. So, what's in Ed's fridge? Uh, what's in Ed's fridge um, is a Freddy's Burger uh, Mountain Dew. Because I forgot to get up here or something. That's not even alcoholic, is it? Huh? No, it's not. It absolutely, it's not. It's just a standard Mountain Dew. Just a standard Mountain Dew. But, 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 this is the first Mountain Dew I've had today. We are not good at this game when I'm not picking up beer and bringing it to you from Kroger. I have stuff upstairs. I just forgot to bring it down here, so. Didn't want to wake the kids because they might be sick. No, it's, um, it's, a it's, a um, it's a mar- margarita something. It, it, it looks delicious. Michelle was drinking it the other night, and it smelled delicious. So, it's a wonderful blend of Mountain and Dew. Yeah, oh, that—that's what that is. Yeah, I got some of that. You, have you had any of that? Uh, not your father's. Uh, no. Not your father's Dew, maybe is what it's called. No. Yeah, don't drink it. It's not that great. Well, I think that's uh, that's our show here. That's all we got. I think we did it. All right. Well. Fred, I'm Aaron. We out.